Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. College football knew they couldn't get through the season unscathed, no matter how short that season might be. And right now they have their biggest obstacle. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including a little chat about that old Big Ten legend Tom Brady at Michigan and what's going on this week in Tampa with their big game on Monday night against the Giants on ESPN. We'll have Jenna Lane, our Bucks reporter, here to talk TB12. Hang tight. That's in 10 minutes. I'm going to ask her if she knows anything about pork roll. Well, we're going to have some food for thought during the Buck segment. I guarantee you there's going to be a food discussion in our Buck segment. Uh, But see, I want to ask you. Man, who? Okay, so the first time I experienced seeing it, this was several years ago. I was in Pennsylvania, and I was at my, uh, I was with my father-in-law. We were at some Christmas deal, and they was in the kitchen. It was a huge thing sitting on the table that looked like a large hot dog. It was like, it was big. It looked like a hot dog on steroids. And I'm like, man, what the hell is that? Like, oh, it's pork roll. It's really good. You put some cheese on it. And, yeah. and I'm like, who eats that, though, Jay? I mean, I, I I ate it growing up. I ate it all the time. It was it. Now I thought it was I like mean, spam, but a, a pork. It was just like one big slab of pork. But Key, you had spam growing up, maybe once. Okay, maybe you, once. You ever had Wonder Wonder Bread with the butter on? Absolutely. It? Okay, then. So I've we had, do what I, we I, have to do. I've had cheap meals. There's no question. I grew up in the inner city. I know what bologna and slits and frying it tastes yeah. like with the. Cheapest cheese you could, government cheese. I get all that. Pork roll, baby. But pork roll? Yes. Pork roll and cheese. I wouldn't be called dead eating that. You might be dead if you eat too much, to be honest with you. That might be the the case. I know know you eat clean now, but there's nothing wrong with a good pork roll, egg, and cheese every once in a while. Gotcha. I, I mean, I guess. We were just talking about this between the commercial breaks, breakfast food, what we all do to fuel for the day, as I'm sure many of you are doing as you get up and around. And again, some food conversation with Tom Brady and Gronk. Wait till you hear this. That's coming up here in about, oh, seven minutes or eight minutes from now. Food for thought here on the Big Ten. Wisconsin has shut down their program. A dozen positive tests, six players, six staff members, including the head coach, Paul Christ, and the star quarterback, Graham Mertz. Just so you know, coaches do have to isolate for 10 days, Players are out 21 days if they have a positive test. That essentially, of course, is three weeks, which in this case means three games because there's no buys in the Big Ten, so you're going to miss, miss, miss. The earliest opportunity for Wisconsin to get back on the field as a unit would be next Wednesday. They play the Purdue Boilermakers next Saturday. That game's in jeopardy. Their game, Jay, with Nebraska scheduled for this Saturday, officially ruled a no contest. This is a nightmare. Look, the, the margin for error is extremely slim. No bye weeks. <laughs> you have to get the six games, right? Uh, Heather Denich was able to report it earlier this morning about yep. six games. Um, or the what, what was it? It was the median of games that they were able to play two behind that. Correct. So if, so if played everybody seven, played seven, then you could get there with five, presuming everybody presuming was at that number. seven. So there is a chance Wisconsin at five and zero, if they do have to miss next week's game against Purdue, they have a chance. But it, it's... It's almost like Kevin Warren sitting there saying, oh, okay, you guys wanted, wanted to push us to play. Well, if you want to push us to play, here are the parameters that we need in order to play. We're going to be overly cautious, not 10, 12, 14 days, which the CDC recommends. Right. Whole different conversation, Zubin. But it's going to be 21 days <clears throat> for players who are COVID positive. And by the way, no bye weeks. We have to get these amount of games in, these amount of times. If not, 
We're going to deal with it. Wisconsin's already played one game, so right. you, you give them that one. Then they got six more to go mm-hmm. with the cancellation of the Nebraska game. Correct. Um, you know, you from from day one, you knew that this was going to happen. Other leagues, whether no it's pro or college, had to postpone, cancel, move things around because tests were happening. Wisconsin, obviously, the Midwest, as Jay has astutely pointed out, astutely mm-hmm. pointed astutely, out, huh. um, that the Midwest in general, Big Ten country, flaring up. It's flaring up. It's hit hard with COVID. So it's you know it's gonna happen. It's new. Wisconsin was down to their fourth string quarterback potentially if they were gonna play against Nebraska. That's right. So in the end, you come out of there with an L, probably most likely. Right. You probably come out of there with a loss. So they get a pass almost in a way. So you almost get like a little bit of pass. But then you look to next week in Purdue's game. Mm-hmm. What happens with that? If, in fact, the 21 days is the way we're saying it, and now all of a sudden Heather Dennis also said that they can, if they decide to look at things, lessen that 21 days and narrow it down to even less. But you can't even practice. You can't do anything. So right. you're facing a team next week when you can't even field a, 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 a team to even practice with. Your coaches aren't even there. So it's kind of like, what do you do? You just sit around and wait. Now, for me and my money, I don't want to see Wisconsin in the Final Four if they play 12 games. Why? Because I don't. they're not good like that. Why does that matter? I, I don't want to see that. I, I understand Wait, that. They, I understand the opportunity. It, it can't just be because you don't want to see them. I, I, my Give me I, reasons oh, why you don't want to see them in the college football playoffs see that, if they're able to get there. I don't want to see that boring football, Jay. I don't, but, I'm but sorry, man. It's not about man. boring football, yeah. Key. It's about I them see actually a, earning a spot I, to actually I get be there. It. Yes, we're, our morals are great. They earned a spot. Woo, Okay. It's boring, man. Well, I don't want to see. The Steelers see, are boring. I, I don't want to see. Super Bowl. I don't want to see <sighs> Alabama take them to the woodshed. I don't want to see Clemson score 100 and have to change the scoreboard. I don't want to see that. Ohio State will probably drag them so you, through the mud. So, you, so you're telling me that? if Wisconsin is undefeated, say they only do play five games. And then. Best top, top. No, I'm just saying. And then give me another team, maybe from the Big 12. That maybe has a loss that you rather see them in than Wisconsin. So or you're big, saying the big even the USC, only team in the Big you, Twelve right now to come to mind is Oklahoma State, and I don't want to see that. Okay, so who's the other? So if you have Clemson, mm-hmm. you have Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no Georgia. I want to see Georgia. You don't want to see Georgia in there either. I'd rather see. <laughs> this is about who Clemson. you want to see in there. No, it's me. I know, I'm not I voting. Know. It's just it's not my, about who deserves it's, to be it's in my there. Eyes. So, I, okay. I'd rather see Ohio State. Clemson, uh, Alabama, Alabama. Okay. And if, yes, I don't, say it, don't bias. Say it. Don't, and don't if we it, ran uh, the stop. table, if we ran the table at USC, I'd like to see that. If, even if we got beat down, I'd like to see what it is. Those are keys, real college football playoff rankings. I don't want to see Wisconsin, man. But let me just stick up for the Badger State Come here on, because man. there's two things that I think Wisconsin fans that are listening this morning or watching us this morning on TV are saying. If Wisconsin were to be undefeated at any point when they finish, yes. right, that would presume that they had won the Big Ten West yes. won- and played in the Big Ten championship game where they would presumably play Ohio State. So if you're telling me they finish the regular season undefeated, play Ohio State in the last game, and defeat the Buckeyes, they would they traditionally get a spot. have a better 
record than Ohio don't State do and this. have the head to head. Don't do this to me, though, Zubin. And also, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust anymore. You saw that kid Mertz last I, week. They are now trying to throw the football and become way more modern than they have been before. If they're undefeated, though, they got the edge on Ohio State. You can't put the Buckeyes in over them. It will always be boring football. It doesn't matter it's if it's like boring. It's like watching Iowa. Man, I don't want to watch that. That's just me. <laughs> I get it. I, 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 so it's you, just me. So I you, like, don't like, you don't like the Steelers either? No, but, the, but, even, but the Steelers, I can appreciate differently. Why? Because it's the NFL. <sighs> they got a philosophy yeah. that works. I just yeah. don't, don't want to see it. I just... I just, because I already know, that's like every year we roll Oklahoma up in there, right? Right. And what happens? They go home. They've never won a playoff game. No. They've never won want, a game I in the I don't want to see that anymore. I'm tired of watching that. This that's is just like when Washington a- went. Man, I knew what Alabama was getting ready to do to Washington. 2016, smoked them. Man, I knew what Ran that was. I didn't want to see that. Hmm. It's like Duke playing against some team in the Sweet 16. You already know what Duke going to do. You don't, a good Duke team, a Jay Will Duke team, not, not one, no, yeah, a, a Duke, one of those Duke teams. Wait, don't you think if if it played out that scenario that Zubin just, you know, actually? Spoke I understand about, that they had to beat Ohio State, but but my eyes, just, looking at Ohio State about against sheer talent, sheer looking talent. at Ohio State against Nebraska, and just watching Ohio State and watching Wisconsin play Illinois, do yeah, me, last the, do the me. fighting Illini in Lovey Smith. Do I want to see that? All right, so Think Keith, about so it, Keith, man. I'm going to put you on the spot. Rank your top four college football teams right now. Right now? Right now. Do you have Clemson, Clemson number one? Al- Clemson, Clemson, Alabama, well, who's Ohio number State. One? No, I, I want to oh, rank it. Oh, who's number one? Who's number one? Who's your eye test? Because well, I didn't play Cle- football. It's Clemson. Clemson's the best one. team in the country. Right now, number one. Okay. Alabama. Yep. At number two, Jalen Waddle obviously got hurt. Yep. Number two. Number three is Ohio State. Okay. I mean, and the fourth then is I'm the, trying so. to find a fourth team right now. So Notre, Notre Dame, Dame will probably get blitzed by I can't, Clemson. I can't, I They'll probably can't get blitzed no by Notre Clemson. Dame, man, I'm sorry. I, I understand I can't do anything with Notre Dame. Watching them against Pitt the other I weekend. I just don't uh, like that style. Did you see the game against Pitt the other weekend, Zubin? I did. Yeah, they did. in a dog yeah, fight to get out of there against Pitt. Uh, uh, uh. Come on, man. Also keep in mind, this year Who Notre Dame. Who would be the fourth team? That's what I'm asking. So say, is it Georgia, is it Oklahoma State? They're still undefeated. I would put Notre Dame for the moment. It could have probably been Florida, but we haven't seen them in a month. Keep in mind, Notre Dame this year is eligible to play in the ACC championship game, so that means they could see Clemson twice this regular season. It seems hard to believe they would beat them once, but they would have a couple cracks at them. Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, then Wisconsin. No, but I mean, I'm not, not based on the rankings. I'm just thinking out loud, like, who would be the fourth team Obviously, we haven't seen USC and Oregon. Um, Oklahoma State, I've watched them a couple times. I mean, I don't could, I don't think that they're going to finish the deal. They're the they, Big 12's they, only hope, really. But they yes. always start off strong, and then all of a sudden they just disappear. Right. We'll see what happens. Plenty to come. The college football playoff will unveil those four teams, whoever they are, December 20th, of course, mm. right here on ESPN as we get set for <laughs> The playoff. You know, that ground in pound. I got to tell you, man. Wisconsin, stop making fun of the Badgers, Watch this man. kid Mertz when he comes back from you know, the coach. Have you ever been to Madison? It, you ever kick it in Madison? A great you college town. You love Madison. Great college I'm town. stepping up for Wisconsin <laughs> right now. Don't do that to the Badgers, man. Come on. <laughs> He's uh, imitating their great, powerful, vaunted offensive line. Madison is a great place. Yes, it Shout is. Shout out to State Street in Madison, Wisconsin. It's like Wisconsin. that Iowa football where the one guy steps on, the other guy steps off. They come in motion. They go. 
Uh, you're such a <laughs> hater, man, Keith. A lot of hate. You're drinking a lot of haterade these days. <laughs> All right, if you're listening in the Midwest and Iowa and Wisconsin, Key loves you. Let's, I love you. I apologize I'm not saying, to you guys out there. I'm not saying don't listen <laughs> to me. I love respectful. you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's go from A to Z, and then I'll say we'll talk a little Tom Brady. Key imitating the three yards in a cloud of dust, plotting all over the Key JZ studio this morning. The Steelers renewing their rivalry with the Ravens this weekend. Pittsburgh is the NFL's only undefeated team. Great little stat I want to throw out here. On Sunday when they play, Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh will become the first NFL head coaches in the Super Bowl era to meet 25 times in the regular season. What does that mean? Extreme longevity for both. Here's Ben Roethlisberger, who's played in a couple of big games over the course of his career, on what it's like when you get together with their arch rival, the hard-hitting Baltimore Ravens. Well, it's tough. It's a physical one. It's It can be nasty at times. But I, I've always felt as many times as my nose has been broke, we've had injuries, it's been a close game. It's always been football in its truest form in, in the sense that it's never dirty, it's never been nasty, it's just been hard-nosed football. And so this is one you always want your bye week to be after. Jay, you played in Duke, Carolina. They're playing Pittsburgh, Baltimore. It's not quite the same, but you know what it's like to be in the cauldron of a fire like that. What is it like? I mean, all the hype leading up to it, it's uh, it's, it's the clash. I mean, it's a team that feels not respected in the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they're undefeated, with a team that has a lot to prove. And, you know, we think about Lamar Jackson and passing the ball. And, look, a major part of their game is their running game, and that's what Pittsburgh is great at. Its intensity is going to be off the charts. Mike Tomlin, top four coach in the NFL. Mm. I could probably go a little higher than that, too. That dude has been unbelievable. How higher? How much higher? Probably top three. I can't put him in front of Belichick, obviously. I I could make an argument for sliding him above Pete Carroll, but I just obviously – Andy Reid would be there, too. But I certainly think he can work himself into the top three, and that's another reason when you take a chance on a guy like that and it works, Mm. it opens up the door for so many other people. He's got the uh, hardware – to prove it. Gronk's got some hardware, too, some Super Bowl trophies. Um, the other day, we started this morning a few minutes ago talking about uh, pork roll, Ugh. pork loin. <laughs> yeah. How mm. about a little food mm. for thought here with Rob talking about his back shoulder fade connection after a slow start with Tom Brady. Their connection and a little food for thought about it. It's like a say my mom used to say, uh, it must be maple syrup because uh, butter don't drizzle like that. It's kind of saying... You know, you got you to gotta just take it how it sounds sometimes. You know, you don't got much time to react. And syrup drizzles. You, you got to make that play. And a stick of butter, it's a block. You got to put it in the microwave to mm-hmm. melt it. That just takes too long. You got to make that play right away, baby. And, and, you know, that's why I'm like the maple syrup. That, that's why she used to always say that because quick with it. I just drizzle all over the place. That was in English, and I need a Google translator. I mean, like, what, what in the world I have no was idea that? what he compare. I have no idea comparing butter and syrup to playmaking ability. I, I don't it's know. Gronk, man. Just, you know, it's one of those things you just, when you sit there, you just agree. You just agree with him. Like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Your food game would be what? If Gronk is pancake, you're a lobster guy, right? You're a I eat seafood. I eat seafood. He's High a big, class, he's, huh? a, he's a big High steak. Class. He's a big <laughs> steak. Lobster. Big steak. Yeah, he's a big steak. Little porterhouse ribeye. What kind of food for thought here for you? I'm a fish guy. Fish, huh? Yeah. Salmon. Something easy. Nice why are you staring at me awkwardly? I'm looking at the monitor, man. Be quiet. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm being all sensitive. Oh, I forgot you play in the NBA. Hey, it's all right. Guarantee money. We good. As I've said before, sometimes I feel I need to sit between you guys to make sure everything goes <laughs> No, I goes just on. said, you know, NBA guys are sensitive, so I just... Uh, 
Kevin Durant discussion another time. Another I day. didn't or say any names. Check out the podcast where we talked about it a little earlier this morning. If you want to talk about it, we uh, download our number two. We talked about KD at 7 o'clock. Okay, so who asked Rob Gronkowski that hard-hitting question that resulted in an answer talking about pancakes, butter, and maple syrup? It's our next guest, Jenna Lane, who covers the Bucks for ESPN. She's all over the beat. What a beat it is this year. Jenna, good morning. Welcome to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Um, get us up to speed on a more serious note on everything going on with Antonio Brown. Yes, well, yeah, <laughs> you've got me laughing already just thinking about um, about Rob Gronkowski's comments. And I have to admit, I'm pretty hungry because I haven't eaten yet. And <laughs> he's had me thinking about pancakes for the last 24 hours because I am a pancake girl. And, and I can explain to what he meant because I asked him to elaborate. I had no clue what he was talking about. I thought maybe <laughs> there was some we. kind of saying that I hadn't heard about, but I can explain. We'll get to that. But as far as Antonio Brown, he has been able to go inside the Bucks facility since yesterday. That was his first day at work. Guys have to pass six straight days of COVID testing. And if you're negative for the first five consecutive days, you're allowed to enter. You still have to take a test on the sixth one. Bruce Arians, I asked him, how did things go? He said, look, we, we had a meeting this morning. We, we actually had some really good conversations. Uh, and he said that, that he looked fantastic. Granted, he wasn't working out with the team, and he's not eligible to do that. He's not eligible to practice with them on the field until next week, which is when he'll officially be reinstated. He can return from his eight-game suspension. Uh, but the training staff was really pleased with how he looked, and I got a glimpse of him. We, I wasn't able to get any video of it. Uh, the team was practicing inside. He was outside with the training staff. So in passing, from a very, very far distance, I got to see him working out with the training staff. And he looked good from what I could see, but it was just a tiny snippet of it. Jenna, what have the team, the players on the team, what have they been saying about the addition of AB? I had asked Scotty Miller this, and, and granted, this is a team that um, they have dealt with, with players with these type of accusations before. Antonio Brown accused of um, sexual misconduct by two women in the last year. You know, Jameis Winston had been suspended with this group of guys and had missed games uh, because he had been accused of allegedly assaulting a female Uber driver. And then, of course, his situation at Florida State where he was investigated for, for sexually assaulting um, a student there. So it's not the first time they dealt with it. I'd asked Scotty Miller, you know, how to approach this. And he said, you know, I haven't read all the, the reports, but I, I try to give him or any teammate that has these type of, of issues, off-the-field issues, I, I try to give him a blank canvas. And I asked Tom Brady about this yesterday, too. Um, and he really hasn't talked much about his relationship with Antonio Brown, but I'd asked him, how do you approach uh, relationships with teammates who have this type of past, especially given your reputation. And uh, and I asked, you know, is it, is it really just about winning, saying, hey, I think this guy can help us win, or is it more than that? And he said that it was more than that, that he really gets a lot of satisfaction from trying to help some of these guys get their lives back on track off the field and to set their families up. So um, I posted that on Twitter because uh, I thought that that was very interesting. I think it's the most in-depth he's kind of gone in in why he has friendships with guys like Antonio Brown. And he's not the only player that, that's had issues in the past, although certainly I don't think to this 
degree. I mean, Randy Moss was a guy that a lot of people had written off before they really got to know who he was as a person. And we have gotten to know who he is as a person, especially since his career in media and as more has come out. Uh, I don't think Garrett Blunt was ever uh, really considered a, a choir member. Akeem Tlaib was kind of a questionable guy. You could just name a long list of players. So many of them that he, that he played with in New England that I think he really tried to take under his wing and, and tried to help out. What about on the field, though? What does he do for them on the field the players are talking about? Well, you know, they haven't practiced with him. But I can tell you as, as an observer myself, look, they're not going to have Chris Godwin this coming week against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. And they won't have Antonio Brown either. But they have had so many injuries at the receiver position, a position of real strength for them. I mean, Tom Brady has very rarely had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin together. Godwin has already missed three games because of a concussion, a hamstring injury. He's going to miss another one because of this broken finger that required surgery on Tuesday. Mike Evans missed 10 practices before the season even began with a hamstring injury. Uh, He also has been really playing on one leg with an ankle injury. He's really not much more than a decoy out there, although I know he did catch a couple passes in that game against the Raiders. But but even Scotty Miller, who's become their leading receiver and really Brady's go-to deep threat, he's been playing with, with a groin and a hip injury. And Rob Gronkowski, he's got a shoulder injury. Um, they lost O.J. Howard for the season with a ruptured Achilles. So they just they just – they need a body out there, and they need a productive one. And, and, you know, they really miss Godwin because he is so incredibly versatile. So will Antonio be able to, to be that kind of versatile player? Well, you know, he's, he's got some chemistry with Brady. I think that's what it really boils down to. He needs to go – he needs to know that he can go out there with guys that he trusts. And even though he only spent 11 days with Brown, it, it's clear he feels like he can trust the guy. No doubt. Jenna, we got 30 seconds. Explain the pancake thing. You said you were going to do it. Yes. Well, it's, it's, I asked Gronk about it. I was so confused, but he says it's these maple syrup. I asked him, I go, is your mom talking trash? Is she like to you to butter and, and bring the maple syrup? And, and he's like, no, um, it's, it's because he's quick with it. He drizzles all over the place. Whereas with butter, you got to put it in the microwave. You got to melt it. Obviously you can't get much production as a tight end if you're going to be slow like that. So uh, he says that he's, he is drizzling all over the place and, and that's his, uh, his expectation as these games continue. We really need to get mom uh, to clarify this even more, I think. You guys should get her on the program. We'll see. We'll talk to our Talison, uh, talent booker. Allison, get on that. Get Lady Gronk on the program. Uh, fair to say, yo soy fiesta. Thank you very much, Jen. appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. The great Allison Turner on notice. Gronk's mom. Get it. Make it happen. One more NFC South note. I still, don't, I still don't get the whole pancakes. Yeah, she, she explained syrup. it twice. I yeah, still don't. <laughs> don't get it. It's Gronk, though. Nothing with him makes sense, right? One more note from the division. This is important. Of course, the Bucks share the division with the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey will play tonight against mm. the Panthers. Or is that not play tonight, fellas? What is that? Guys, is that will or will not play tonight? Anybody paying attention? Will not play tonight. Thank you, fellas. He will not play tonight due to a high ankle sprain. He injured it early in the season. They said it was a six-week injury. Week two. Yeah, so we're right about six weeks right now because we're at week eight, but he will not play tonight when week eight of the NFL season opens with the Falcons taking on the Panthers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appearing on the Shell Pennzoil performance line to break down pancakes like Jenna Lane. Still to come, can the Rockets compete with the Lakers in the West? Or are they ready to hit the reset button with Russ and Harden? That's next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, fellas, here's the deal. We just talked about it. Steven Silas, a brand new era. We should mention he was actually a finalist for the Rockets job when Mike D'Antoni got it. D'Antoni's out. Silas is in. You just heard Wode say he can deal. Yeah, about four Mm -hmm. or five years ago. He can deal with big-time personalities. But, Jay, you're saying right now what the Rockets need to deal with is deciding are they a contender or what are they planning to do with so much money tied up in two dudes? Well, that's the question. Look, this team has talent. They doubled down, tripled down with small ball with Daryl Morey. It did not work out. Um, now you have a new head coach, even though he has incredible experience, worked with Luka Doncic, has worked with a lot of big-time players, Stephen Curry as well. I, I, I guess the question is, will this style of basketball work? And if not, what tradable assets do you have that can make you change up what your new style is going to be? So if you're looking to market, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are, are due $80 million next year. So what are the tradable assets? And the biggest asset that you have is probably Russell Westbrook. Now, I'm not saying to break these two up, but if you're going to run it back with small ball, you have to change up the style in which you play. You need to get James Harden to buy into that. I don't know what pieces that will require in order for Houston to come out of the West, but let's be real about it, guys. The West is loaded. The West is loaded. I know people use that argument, well, look what happened to the Bucks this year and you know other teams that came out, but like, Look, this year was unprecedented. We played in the bubble. It didn't work out that way. But Houston, can you win with small ball is a question. I don't think you can. It's been proven. Yeah, it it doesn't look like they'll be coming out of the West. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, I think when you look at the teams that's there, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers or, or Golden State or Denver or Utah and Dallas is there. and So how do you run it back? This was this was invented by Duramori for – uh, for Mike D'Antoni. This mm-hmm. is what they wanted to do. And they won a lot of games doing it. They did. But I don't see where they're going to improve by running it back. I think you, what you try and do in this situation is you try to just rebuild with some assets, uh, whether it's both gone or one gone. Who can you get the most value for? Is it a Westbrook to the New York Knicks? because mm-hmm. of the snack crackle pop and some of the things that he adds to the equation? Is it a James Harden to potentially maybe uh, a Giannis connection in Milwaukee Wow, to pair that up? And mm-hmm. maybe you get future assets from Milwaukee because of that. Um, I don't know where it pushes them at in terms of luxury tax and if they're willing to do all of those sort of things. But I think those two together, and I said it from the beginning, I never thought that those two together would ever work. Uh, in terms of winning a championship and bringing a championship to Houston. Well, that's what I said. If you're James Harden, you know, how how patient are you? How patient are you? You're 31 years old, right? Like, um, are you looking to rebuild at this stage of your career? 
And also, the last time the Rockets have selected in the first round has been since 2015. That was Sam Decker. Wow. They have no selections in this year's NBA draft. Wow. So, Jay- right? So, it's like, how are you, how are you moving? Some, if you're James Harden, what moves are we making for me to win in the next couple of years? If we can't make those moves, then is it time for James Harden to think about going somewhere else if he wants to win a championship? So if you, so if you move, I, I mean, I'm just assuming, let's say you move Westbrook, what are you getting back in return that's championship worthy to pair with James Harden? Well, I might, well you, you clear out some cap space. Uh-huh. I might, you clear out some cap space. Maybe you get an Alfred Payton. Maybe you get a Kevin Knox. Some teams that maybe you can – some guys you can have maybe for a year, but then you can maybe – they come off your books. Bobby Portis maybe. Yeah, but now you now you get, now I'm 31, dog. Now you make me 32. If no, I'm James Harden, or, or right? you use all those assets and you try to lure somebody else into a bigger trade for a bigger time free agent. But you're also going to. But, but th- my th- question this, to you, you also need to change up the style of basketball you have to play. You can't play who, small ball anymore. But who are you getting that's big that I could pair with James Harden to win a championship? Right? Like who are you getting that? Like you, you, you're talking about trading for an expiring contract or a guy who's up, so you could trade for a Giannis to come to a Houston. Opposed I, to him going to Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't know if I would see Giannis ever go to Houston. I think Giannis is probably going to stay in Milwaukee. But, but I'm I, saying I hear what you're a, saying. a big-time player, though. You I'm would, just trying to think who you're going to get. To be in the West, though, you probably want to try to keep Harden, Westbrook, and then try to bring in a third piece. Like Robert Covington, like Robert Covington is talented. P.J. Tucker is talented. But this team is really, but, really small. But we've seen them with a third piece, right? We've seen Siakam. We've seen Chris Paul. We've seen James Harden. What do you mean? We saw them together. And they had Oh, with CP3? Say, yeah, with CP3. Well, CP3 and James Harden, yeah. They were, I yeah. mean. Yeah, and we saw them together. We saw all three of them together. The question is Eric Gordon, like, you know, can he, is he that player that can take you to the next level? But he's been injury plagued. He's been plagued by injury. So and these are all the questions that this team has to address moving forward. And it does lead to the question if James Harden thinks he could win a world championship in Houston. It does. That's the question that you're going to ask well, he's yourself. He's going to have to go get a top five dude to go with him, though. And that's hard to find. That's hard to find right now. It's hard to find any justification for what Justin Turner did. So what should the punishment be? We want to hear from you. 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I just want to put in one last word on Daryl Morey. And this is coming from a fan, not a guy that played in the NBA or a guy that played in the NFL. This dude could be make sure, get the catch radius for key there. you got to make sure, in my opinion, This guy could be my GM any day. Why? Yeah, he may ultimately never win an NBA championship, but he's always swinging for the fences. It's a lost stat. The Rockets have made the playoffs the last eight years. Believe it or not, that's the longest playoff streak in the NBA. So, And some of these names you might laugh at because some of these guys were acquired over the course of his tenure. But if you're getting me Dwight Howard when Dwight was a thing, you're getting Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clint Capella, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell. Some of those guys are bigger stars than others. But every single year, he looks at it and says... What can we do to get better? This dude made more trades with the Rockets than most guys will make in their entire career. He's always swinging for the fences. And if I'm not a Laker fan, or I'm not a Celtics fan, or I'm not a Warriors fan when they're back up, if I'm a fan of one of the other 27 teams in the league, I want that guy because he is going for it every single year. And that's why I think I'm slowly becoming a fan of the 76ers. I picked them last year. I thought they were going to get to the championship. It didn't work out. But now with a guy like Daryl Morey, when that becomes official, can surround Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons with the right pieces to help them win a world championship. Well said. Look at their roster right now. History says it won't look like that when the Sixers begin on day one. Still to come, what should the punishment for Turner be? The fellas weigh in. You can weigh in. Key, J, and Z. That's next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hearing the home stretch. Thanks for being with us this morning. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, which tomorrow will include Joe Fortenbaugh, our gambling expert. If you're interested in making a little money, we'd I'll love to have you join us tomorrow. Jay, you wanted to make one quick addendum this morning before we get to the callers on Justin Turner. Yeah, we talk. We what was my mic on? My mic just turned off. Well, I turn it off, homie. <laughs> homie. Yeah, I got a, a note from KD that says that it Kevin was Durant. A, it was a fake tweet. So uh, about he did not say. That if he has two, if he beat LeBron James twice, then he was better than LeBron James. So that's on us. That's on me. So I they, own it. Well, that's good. To, good to know. It's all good. I still like you, though, and I'm still saying don't pay attention to what people say, Katie. You're still a man. <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation about it this morning, and the more interesting thing that may have come out of the conversation is Jay thinks it might be championship or bust. Key's thinking Eastern Conference Finals are bust for the Brooklyn Nets. This is going to be the most watched year in Brooklyn Nets history. That is for sure. We're asking you the punishment for Justin Turner. If you've weighed in, Key, J, and Z, the options are suspension. I know that's kind of a – Vague term, what could it be? How severe is it? A fine, which I'm sure he could pay easily, or no punishment. Right now on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, you guys have weighed in. 43% of you have said suspension. 34% have said no punishment at all. So that's 77% of our people weighing in going suspension one, no punishment two. That's on the Twitter feed. Let's head to the callers. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What should the punishment be for JT from, eventually, MLB? Jay, you're in Delaware, and you're joining us this hey, morning hey, on good. ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. What's uh, good morning. I was, uh, I was just thinking that, you know, with the NFL, with an inconclusive test, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong that they send somebody home right away as soon as there's an inconclusive test. So he shouldn't even been playing in the first place. So the MLB might have to take a bite the bullet where this is concerned. But since it went that far and there's so many levels to it, like, I feel like JT was kind of selfish. Like, I know personally people that have been affected pretty bad by COVID. And, you know, imagine some one of those players' family members ends up getting COVID. I mean, it's because of him. Um, he should have, in eighth inning, when they noticed that, he should have been sent home out of the park right away, not in a separate room to finish watching the game and first possibly celebrate. If it went to a game seven, everybody was going to have to be tested. 
and it could have possibly been, you know, three, four days before they even got it a game seven in. But he he went over three. I think he went over three before he even left the game. So it's not like him not being there would have been a big effect on the game. But, he was over three. Yep. What do you think, Key? Uh, look, he, he raises uh, a good point. I mean, he raises a good point. But look, at the end, they did let him play in the game for whatever reasons. Their their protocol, the way that they went about doing the testing, didn't come back fast enough. He got to the eighth inning. They pulled him out. They tried to police the situation post game. As he started to celebrate, he ignored that. So, therefore, something, some sort of punishment should happen, regardless to what Major League Baseball did between the second inning or the beginning of the testing in the eighth inning. Regardless, he should be some sort of punishment. Some. I don't know what it is because, you know, they had a protocol in and not celebrate, and he did anyway. I don't know. I don't know what the punishment will be. I know there is a punishment that is probably coming. Um, but once again, like, I. I do not put this on the Dodgers. I don't put it on Justin Turner. Like, this is an MLB. Like, I don't know how a player can just say, you can't stop me. I'm going out on the field. And that happens. And Buster Olney, our baseball insider, is reporting that Major League Baseball is investigating whether the Dodgers, somebody within the organization, did facilitate him getting back onto the field. Well, once again, we'll see. Both of the fellas do seem to agree some sort of suspension uh, is warranted. Jay Lang and more right on the feet of Major League Baseball. Hayden in California, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. 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 How, How you doing, man? man? Where, you at? Where you at in Cali? In Orange. Oh, okay, okay. You down south. That's what's up. Yeah. So uh, I think with Manfred dropping the ball on everything from the start of the year with the cheating Astros, uh, I think MLB is to blame, and they need to give JT immunity because he was just out there celebrating with his team, and they need to investigate MLB and see how they dropped the ball once again under Manfred's watch, and JT shouldn't be the one to blame. What do you think? Again, I understand the, the cheating strolls. I get it. They they did their, they did what they needed to do to win. And JT did what he needed to do to celebrate. Now, I don't know if it's a suspension, but some sort of punishment. I don't know if it's a writing of a check. I don't know if it's a draft pick. I don't know what it is, but something needs to take place because a lot of people got put at risk, even though, you know, it came back in the eighth inning, you took him off the field, but – he still went back out there and exposed himself to others, mm-hmm. even though it happened in the dugout. Let's assume other people that were not in the dugout that were around other family members, you know, other wives and kids of that nature was out on the field celebrating with their family. And unaware. And unaware that he, why he was pulled out of the game. So I think that they, if they do something, you know, just do something. It's good to hear you coming around. I was never not coming around. I I said, I've always said they should do something, Jay Will. But I understand why he's celebrating with his team. Just like when you celebrated with the Carlo Boozer led. Stop going with college references, please. The the Carlo Boozer (laughs) National Championship led team. He's on our team now, ACC Network. Carlos is with us. I'm just messing with Jay Will, though. I will also mention, uh, we should note that the Dodgers are now back in California, back there with Hayden and company that are in the Golden State. But Justin Turner remains in Arlington with yes. his wife, who you saw on the field. She is actually tested negative, so that's good to have some clarity there. You just kind of want to know 
with people that are the closest to Justin Turner, how they are faring. But uh, obviously some contact tracing and all that will come. And if people are unhappy with Rob Manfred right now, uh, considering the split we essentially have on our Twitter question today, should there be a punishment or not, whatever he rules, people are going to be upset again. See, the thing is, is yes, as of yesterday, Jay, Will, and I, we, in, in and we were trying to figure out the security system, right. so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. what did they do? How did they do it? Where did it come from? Is was there a security? Was there a yellow jacket? Was there a rope? Was it the? And then we come to find out, you know, Major League Baseball said that he ignored their protocol with right. their security team, whatever that was. I don't know if it was a guy with a flashlight or what. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> but he went through the barrier to celebrate with his team. His team embraced it. Some of his teammates said, "Hey, we would have found JT regardless because he deserves to celebrate with us." So I understand that. Just feels like Rob Manfred was always picking up the pieces. It's like if it was the Astros, if it was so many other situations. And now this leading into next year, obviously when it's going to be a major issue with the cap. Miss anything today? Download the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And we will see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.